Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to Soda Living Light Outdoors on the mic with you. It's Monday. I hope you were ready for it because they come every time. It, it seems like every day following Sunday, we have a Monday. You ever noticed that? I, I know. It's confusing to me as well. I'm, I'm going to share a message with you. Have you ever bought a refrigerator and, and a sermon came with it? I know that sounds a little awkward, doesn't it? But it happened. I bought a refrigerator. Our refrigerator bit the dust on Saturday, um, causing quite a bit of panic because it was Saturday and it was late in the day and we'd already had an exasperating day and that just added insult to injury and, and more pressure and more worries and more frets. And we, this isn't a good time for us to be buying a daggum refrigerator. And, but we didn't have a choice. I mean, it was refrigerator quit. So we scrambled, um, thought, through some things pretty quickly as best I could in the midst of my trauma dealing with the fact of we're going to have to go get a refrigerator. And, um, I messaged my neighbor uh, up the road, Mark and Lori, and, and it just so happened that they have a fridge that Mark uses for his cattle medicines. And that's really all that's in it. So we were able to take our cold goods out of our refrigerator and just run them a mile up the road and stick them in with the cow meds and, uh, <laughs> hopefully not to get confused with anything. Our freezer maintained itself, at least we have other freezers here too, but uh, at least the part of the freezer on the refrigerator was actually staying at least cold enough to keep things frozen. So we we the panic kind of went away, the stress subsided minimally, and then Sunday morning, of course we get up, I do my message Sunday morning, we go to church, uh, and then we go to lunch, and then we go to Lowe's. That's what you do, right? You go to church, you go to lunch, you go to Lowe's. Um, and, and in the process of going to Lowe's, God really blessed us. God really showed us some favor. It was really cool. Uh, I had already been online all throughout Saturday evening trying to find a fridge. Uh, it looked like that most of them were not going to be able to be delivered till this coming Friday, the end of this week. And lo and behold, we get to Lowe's, and we've had our lunch, and we get in there, and and a very nice young man helping us. We found the fridge we wanted. Of course, it's not available. It has to be ordered. They're out of stock. He won't sell me the floor model. Well, in the process, Rhonda said something about, he said, well, I may have another one, uh, a different brand, but it's very similar to the features on this one, which actually they're almost identical. But it was quite a bit higher money. So Rhonda said, well, you sell it to us for the same money. He said, let me check. So he goes and checks with management. Sure enough. So we get a good discount on a great uh, refrigerator that's the same features as the one we looked up online. And even better yet, we got even more favor than that. They delivered it today. We bought it yesterday. And we, were at, we, were under the, we were under the line of having the overnight delivery by 10 minutes. 10 minutes later, we would have got what we got today. But, but because it was 10 minutes to spare in their time frame, the order was placed. They delivered the thing today. The guys brought it out. They hauled the old one off. They put it in. They installed it. Man, everything's great. Everything's working good. And it's a cool fridge. It's really nice. And I, of course, you know, you got a social media, that kind of stuff, right? I mean, you got a new refrigerator. You got to show it off. It's kind of like taking a selfie when you get a new hairdo. So with all of that, I, I posted on there, out with the old and in with the new. Right. I mean, that's what happened. And I took a picture of the empty spot and it took a picture of the the new fridge sitting in that empty spot uh, with that caption and, and kind of shared a little bit about what I just showed, shared with you. 
And and I thought there's a sermon in that, and I actually put that in the message on Facebook that there's there's probably a sermon in here. Sure enough, that that out with the old and in with the new continued to kind of wobble around in my mind today. And as I was preparing, I usually Mondays are tough. Mondays are kind of deadhead days, you know. I mean, you've been through the weekend, I've ministered, I've done all this stuff, but it just wouldn't let go of me. So I got in and I wrote a message, and I titled it "Out with the Old Self, In with the New." That's pretty good, right? Out with the old self, in with the new. Now, this phrase, out with the old and in with the new, literally means to move forward. Okay? Understand that. It means to move forward. Of course, we should not forget the lessons of the past. Our past helped shape and mold us into who we are or who we are becoming today. Now, pausing to reflect on the past and and its uh, and present its... is, is and, excuse me, pausing to reflect on the past and the present is very important and necessary. But stopping for a long long period of time or even stalling out for a while sometimes can cause us to get stuck. Don't get hung up in your past. Simply use it to help you shape your present and shape your future. Getting stuck in our past will only impede our progress of moving forward, out with the old, in with the new. Scripture reminds us that when spiritual transformation takes place in our lives, the new comes. 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17 states that anyone who belongs to Christ has become a new person. The old is gone, a new life has begun. It speaks about leaving the old and embracing the new. Listen to what it says, 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 17, this is in the Amplified. Therefore, remember, because of this, If anyone is in Christ that is grafted in, joined to him by faith in him as a Savior, he is a new creature, reborn and renewed by the Holy Spirit. The old things, the previous moral and spiritual condition, having passed away, behold, new things have come, because spiritual awakening brings a new life. That's a beautiful scripture. In Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, Paul references putting off or laying aside our old man, our old self. It says this in, in Ephesians chapter 4, verse 22, Put off concerning your former conduct the old, the old man, which grows corrupt according to the deceitful lusts. The old man or the old self is a common phrase that biblical writers utilize in other contexts as well. But what does it really mean to put off the old man, out with the old. What does it really mean? Colossians chapter 3, verse 9 through 10, it says, Do not lie to one another, for you have stripped off the old self with its evil practices and have put on the new spiritual self who is being continually renewed in true knowledge and in the image of him who created the new self. Romans chapter 6, 6 says this, We know that our old self, our human nature without the Holy Spirit, was nailed to the cross with him in order that our body of sin might be done away with so that we would no longer be slaves to sin. And in Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 through 3, it says, Therefore, remember that, because of this, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses who by faith have testified to the truth of God's absolute faithfulness, stripping off every unnecessary weight and the sin which so easily and cleverly entangles us. Let us run with endurance and active persistence the race that is set before us, 
looking away from all that will distract us and focusing our eyes on Jesus, who is the author and the perfecter of faith, the first incentive for our belief and the one who brings our faith to maturity, who for the joy of accomplishing the goal set before him endured the cross, disregarding the shame, and he sat down at the right hand of the throne of God, revealing his deity, his authority, and the completion of his work. Just consider and meditate on him who endured from sinners such bitter hostility against himself. Consider it all in comparison with your trials so that you will not grow weary and lose heart. That's a mouthful of scripture, but it's very powerful. Hebrews chapter 12, verse 1 and 3. Study on that a little bit. Spend some time in that. Let that sink into your spirit. The trials that we're facing, think about that. Consider it all in comparison with your trials, what Jesus endured, so that we won't grow weary and lose heart. In Ephesians, Paul explains truths of God in chapters 1, 2, and 3. And then he explains how one should live in light of such truths in chapters 4, 5, and 6. I don't have time to dig through all of that with you. In order to understand the logical conclusion of putting off the old man, we must understand the truths found in the first three chapters, focusing mainly on chapter 2, verses 1 through 10. Ephesians chapter 1 provides a summary of the roles of the Trinity, God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, in the redemption of mankind. So it shows the role of the, the Trinity, the, the Godhead, in the redemption of man. Uh, chapter 1 concludes with Paul's prayer to the Ephesians, which mainly focuses on true knowledge for the Ephesians. Chapter 2 begins with explaining the effect of the gospel on the believer. And chapter 3 explores the community effect of the gospel, namely the unity of the Gentile and Jews through Christ. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 10 is particularly important when exploring the imperative that comes in Ephesians chapter 4.22. Paul explains that by nature, everyone is a child of wrath, dead in trespasses and sins, hostile to God, and destined to experience the wrath of God. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 1 through 3. In Ephesians 2, 4 is one of the most meaningful conjunctions found in Scripture. But because of his great love for us. That little line right there. But because of his great love for us, we're destined for, 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 we're destined for hell. We're destined for the experience of the wrath of God. But because of his great love for us, all humanity is by nature children of wrath. But God provided a way to become children of God by grace through faith. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10 shows that those who believe in the person and work of Jesus Christ are created anew. They are God's handiwork with the purpose of doing good works. In this section of Ephesians, the old man and the new man are clearly distinguishable. Check this out. Ephesians chapter 2, starting with verse 1, we'll go through verse 10. This is the amplified version. Verse 1 says, And you he made alive when you were spiritually dead and separated from him because of your transgression and sins. In which you once walked, you were following the ways of this world, influenced by the present age, in accordance with the prince of the power of the air, Satan, the spirit who is now at work in the disobedient, the unbelieving who fight against the purposes of God. Among these unbelievers, we are all once lived in the passions of our flesh, our behavior governed by the sinful self, 
indulging the desires of human nature without the Holy Spirit and the impulses of the sinful mind were we were by nature children under the sentence of God's wrath, just like the rest of mankind. Verse 4 of Ephesians chapter 2 says, But God, oh, I love that, There's that but God, being so very rich in mercy, because of his great and wonderful love with which he loved us, even when we were spiritually dead and separated from him because of our sins, he made us spiritually alive together with Christ. For by his grace, his undeserved favor and mercy, you have been saved from God's judgment. Verse 6 and 7 goes on to say, And he raised us up together with him when we believed, and he seated us with him in the heavenly places, because we are in Christ Jesus. And he did this so that in the ages to come he might clearly show the immeasurable and unsurpassing riches of his grace in his kindness towards us in Christ by providing for our redemption Verse 8 and 9, For it is by grace, God's remarkable compassion and His favor drawing you to Christ, that you have been saved, actually delivered from judgment and given eternal life. Through faith and His salvation is not of yourselves, not through your own effort, but it is the undeserved gracious gift of God, not as a result of your works nor your attempts to keep the law, so that no one will be able to boast or take credit in any way for His salvation. Closing this out with verse 10, it says, For we are his workmanship, his own masterwork, a work of art, created in Christ Jesus, reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed, ready to be used for good works with which God prepared for us beforehand, taking paths which he set so that we would walk in them, living the good life which he prearranged and made ready for us. The old man is found in Ephesians 2 verse 1 and 3, while the new man is explained in Ephesians chapter 2 verse 4 through 10, just as we just read, Paul's imperative in, in Ephesians 4.22 is based upon these truths that we just talked about. As an example of the old self is provided also in Ephesians 4.17 through 19, it says, starting with verse 17 of verse or chapter 4, it says, So this I say and solemnly affirm together with the Lord, as in his presence, that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the futility of their minds and in the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. For their moral understanding is darkened and their reasoning is clouded. They are alienated and self-banished from the life of God with no share in it. This is because of the willful ignorance and spiritual blindness that is deep-seated within them because of the hardness and the insensitivity of their heart. Verse 19, and they, the ungodly in their spiritual apathy, having become callous and unfeeling, have given themselves over as they as prey to unbridled sensuality, eagerly craving the practice of every kind of impurity that desires may demand. Wow, that's really powerful when you look at what today is like and the attack that comes against uh, anything spiritual, anything that's spoken uh, godly, we get this immediate attack, and it's coming from this uh, this darkness that that that, in, that encaptures people. And, and an example of the new self is in, is provided in Ephesians chapter four twenty four, and put on the new self that regenerated and renewed nature, created in God's image. Godlike in the righteousness and holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for your salvation. 
Ephesians 4.17 begins this discussion of the Christian walk and how the Christian ought to live. Remember what it says, So this I say and solemnly affirm together with the Lord as in his presence that you must no longer live as the unbelieving Gentiles live in the futility of their minds and the foolishness and emptiness of their souls. Don't live that way. The, 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 the Christian walk and how Christian ought to live is the opposite of what it says in verse 17 of Ephesians 4. Paul asserts in Ephesians 4 that the Christian should not live like those mentioned in verse 17 to 19, but should live according to the truth found in Jesus Christ. To do this, one must put off the old man. One must out with the old. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 20 through 24 says, But you do not learn Christ in this way. If, in fact, you have really heard him and have been taught by him, just as truth is in Jesus, revealed in his life and personified in him, that regarding your previous way of life, you put off your old self, completely discard your former nature, which is being corrupted through deceitful desires. And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. And put on a new self, the regenerated and renewed nature created in God's image, godlike in the righteousness and the holiness of the truth, living in a way that expresses to God your gratitude for salvation. The NASB version translates the word for put off as lay aside. It shows the idea of doing away with something, taking it off and putting it down. Maybe uh, an imagery that you could use would be one that, as, as someone who changes clothes uh, in the morning. One puts off or lays aside the old clothes from yesterday and puts on the new clothes for today. Paul commands the Ephesians to stop living as the old man and instead put on the new man. He points to the means for putting on the new self in Ephesians 4, verse 23, namely that one be renewed in the spirit of the mind. Verse 23 actually says, And be continually renewed in the spirit of your mind, having a fresh, untarnished mental and spiritual attitude. Similar language is utilized in Romans chapter 12, verse 1 and 2, as Paul commands the church in Rome to be transformed by the renewing of your mind. This renewal is in direct opposition to being conformed to this world. God created the new, this, this new self in righteousness and holiness of truth, Ephesians 4.24. It is by truth and pursuit of righteousness that one must renew the mind. The Bible is that source of truth. Proverbs chapter 2, verse 6 says, For the Lord gives skillfully and godly wisdom. From his mouth come knowledge and understanding. 2 Timothy 3, 16 and 17 says, All Scripture is God-breathed, given by divine inspiration, and is profitable for instruction, for conviction of sin, for correction of error and restoration to obedience, for training in righteousness, learning to live in conformity to God's will, both publicly and privately, behaving honorably with personal integrity and moral courage, so that the man of God may be complete and proficient, outfitted and thoroughly equipped for every good work. That's powerful right there. Second Timothy three sixteen seventeen. As we renew our mind in truth, we are equipped to put out the old self and begin walking in the new self. As we begin to renew our minds, as we begin to take on the persona of Christ, as we begin to mature into his imagery, we're equipped through him to take out the old self, to put off the old self, 
to, to take out the old and begin walking in the new. Where then we are able to truly come to terms with, out with the old and in with the new. And, and having come to an understanding of such, we are called to live a life worthy of the calling that we have received. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 1. What a powerful message. Out with the old, in with the new. Such a simple statement. We've probably heard it a million times in our lifetime already. But what power it comes to when you really understand that out with the old self, getting rid of our sin nature, getting rid of our sin man, putting to death the sin nature in us, our old self, and being resurrected with Christ in a new creation, a new body, fresh, washed clean, walking in his word, understanding his word and being led by the Holy Spirit, out with the old and in with the new. It's really a perfect imagery of the water baptism. Water baptism symbolizes uh, our, our public expression of joining Christ in death and burial and then being raised again, washed clean, fresh and new as a new creation in him. Not anything else in Christ. Amen. Whew, what a message. What a Monday. God bless you guys. Ronan, I love you. We pray that this message sinks deep into your spirit, that it penetrates even the hardest hearts, that it, it, it uncovers and opens the eyes of the blind. Listen, all of that scripture that's that's so powerful in there, if we do not allow the out with the old and in with the new, we're going to find ourselves in a very terrible place not too far from here. It's not hard to see the darkness around us right now. Light always casts out darkness. Darkness cannot penetrate light. It's always the other way around. Light always penetrates darkness. Let your light so shine before men that they might see who Jesus is in you and be and to be able to be seen around you. Amen. Rhonda and I love you. We thank you so much for all your support. Thank you for your prayers. Uh, please continue to consider supporting us financially. All of our giving links are on our website, uh, pinned right at the top of our Facebook page. We have a Zephy link that's free to you, free to us. Uh, allows all that financing support to go directly into this ministry to, to do the things that God is calling us to do. I, I buy resources all the time. I send resources all over the country uh, into our military vets, into personal people, just whoever I encounter along the path. Our travel expenses, uh, we don't charge a fee for anything that we do. Um, all the resources I give away, I don't charge anything for those, and I have to buy almost all of them. Uh, so all of your support goes directly into the ministry to keep us doing what God has called us to do. Uh, we desperately could use the support as we continue to, to seek out that which is lost so that they may be found. Amen. Please continue to pray with us. Walk with us on this journey. God's doing some incredible things, and I believe that we're going to see even more soon. We're going to see an unveiling uh, very soon of God's presence and his spirit manifesting on our on our uh, physical bodies, in our churches, and on our streets. Stay tuned. There's more. We'll talk to you again real soon.